What's up, everybody? I am Travis D. I'm Dizzle J. And welcome to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW podcast, hosted by the greatest tag team in podcast history. Dizzle J, how you doing, man? Great. How are you? Good. Good. How'd you feel about that new intro? Did you like I, it? I like the new intro. You like it? I think you got to change it up every once in a while, you know? It's something, well, New Year, new, so, right? New Year, New Us. Exactly, and that's what I'm trying to go for here. It's kind of like what I'm doing with the other podcast, you know, changing some things up, being that season three and everything. Same thing here, just changing little things up, you know, just... Even the Simpsons change their intro. Right? You got to make it fresh, you got to make it new. Um, plus, I'm tired and the excitement is waking me up. <laughs> I mean, it is a little earlier than usual. Or? It's very early than yeah. usual. And that's the thing, too. And we discuss this weekly about how, like, life and everything, like, kind of makes um, getting together kind of difficult. Right. Like, I mean, you got stuff going on uh, later on in this day that we're recording, you know, so we have to do it earlier. And since I got off work seven and a half hours ago... <laughs> But here we are. That, that thing went to bed like seven and a half hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> but we are here. We're here oh, to do the yeah. podcast. We're here to talk about pro wrestling because that's what we do here at the JFW Podcast. We talk about wrestling. Talk about what we love. Exactly. And and, and granted, a lot of it lately has been WWE. Um, we can start out with something not so WWE, which is the big match between Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom, I think it was Wrestle Kingdom 12. Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, and that was on the 4th of January. Yep. It would have been like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning for us, 9 o'clock at night for them. Yeah. So, I didn't I didn't get to see the match. Um, I haven't had an opportunity yet, but you said you did check it out. I did check it out. So, let's, let's first start with like how the match went and, you know, were there any high spots that stuck out and anything like that? I mean, there was there was tons. I mean, tons of big spots and everything like that. But it was basically a street fight, no holds barred kind of thing. So it wasn't a technical match by any means. Um, it was actually the first time I actually got to see Kenny Omega in action. I probably should have watched him beforehand. But he had. I mean, he's got some pretty cool moves. But I just. I, I guess I was expecting a lot more from the match because the, the hype was. The hype was real. I mean, it was built, 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 and basically it was a hardcore match for a, a title. Yeah, and that, and when when you kind of described the match to me uh, earlier about it it being a good match but not living up to the hype, yeah, it's really surprising because watching Chris Jericho for over a decade and what he did in WCW, what he did in WWE, based on his matches himself, not even. Not even the promos he did or anything, or the um, the character that he portrayed, but the wrestling in the ring. It, it's shocking because I don't I don't know too many non impact non like great Jericho matches, and I've never seen Omega myself either. So, but Jericho being you know the guy he is, like I think he'd be able to carry anyone into a great match. So it. It's it's weird to think that it did not live up to the hype that everyone expected to. I mean, I, I maybe I expected a different type of match. Maybe I expected a more technical match, but again, without knowing Kenny Omega's style, it it was something I uh, how do I say? I was just disappointed. Really, yeah. it was cool to see, and it was you know. But I wouldn't have paid the money to see it. I saw it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, my, my my thought behind it is, and maybe and maybe this is just um, what it is, is being that since it is not the PG WWE stuff that we're used to seeing, that we expected a non PG WWE high impact match. So maybe like that whole mindset is like, okay, this is gotta be something great. Right. Because this isn't WWE, but it is Chris Jericho taking out Kenny Omega. Two guys from two different companies, you know, who built their careers in different places coming together into like something different. And it's for a championship, you know. So it's gotta be something great. And I mean, and there have been matches in WWE where like, you know, people put a lot of hype into it and it just shit the bed. It happens. And I'm not saying it. it was a it was a great hardcore match. Was there blood? 
Though, yeah, there was blood. Was there? Okay. Uh, they, uh, Kenny Omega got busted right the fuck open. I mean, he took at least three or four heads. They put the chair into the corner. Yeah. Like they normally do. I think he went into that chair at least four times while it was in that corner. Jericho busted him in the head a couple times with the chair toward the fact that where the the seat part came out and he was just smacking him with the uh, frame, I guess, of the chair. <laughs> so I'm, and you know the young bucks were there, but they didn't get really involved. But Jer- they had Jericho attack um, the Red Shoes, which I don't know who they are for New Japan. They may have that may have been a ref or some, um, you know, I don't know, like someone who works for New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're called the Red Shoes. That's what they call them, Red Shoes Uno. Uh, Uno was oh, uh, oh head referee. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a guy. It's a guy. But they yeah. also had this guy son there who he also attacked. Mm. Well, yeah, that sounds like Jericho, though. Yeah, I mean, heel Jericho was a, a good Jericho. You saw the intros? Yes. Okay, did they use Judas by Fozzie as the intro? Yes, they did. Time? Okay, then did he do his, like, um, vintage? He, he did his thing, and he had light-up coat and everything. Nice. Kenny Omega's entrance is pretty legit, though. Well, tell me about his, because like I said, I don't know anything about his, Kenny Omega. His came out, he came dressed up almost, uh, have you ever seen Stargate? Yeah, yeah, not religiously, but I've seen it. Okay, so you know the, the bad guys and their headgear? Yep. So he kind of had the headgear that looked like that he came out with, and he came out with a giant gun that I thought would have shot something out of it. It didn't? Not that I saw. But he had pyro that went off. It was it was pretty it was pretty legit. Was it like it was a WrestleMania caliber? Uh... Oh yeah, I, I think definitely like a WrestleMania entrance. I think it, it kind of, if you ask me, it kind of took a piece from uh, Triple H's Terminator entrance, except without having all the robots there. No robots. No robots. Uh, well. Oh, there it is, right there. Oh, it's kind of feral like. Yeah. Okay. It's different. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know why, but for some reason I like that United States title look better than uh, the day. You know what? New Japan has pretty simple titles, but they look really good. Yeah. I, to, I mean, to me, the day that you won just looks, it looks too much like a kid's toy. Yeah. Kind of belt, or that one kind of like has. I think it's the gold that's wrapped around it. Kind of like it looks like it's more prestigious. Kind of looking. I think. I think the most prestigious belt look looking belt in WWE right now is probably the Intercontinental belt. Yeah, because it went back to that classic. I, I love that white. Yeah, I don't know why. For some reason, I always had um. Like a love for the oval shaped from like the attitude. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's just that that was my intercontinental belt. And I wish <sighs> like when they did uh, when they did do the United States belt, they did like the old WCW United States belt, not not the WWE one that you see now. Because I don't know for some reason I just I don't like the way it looks because it just looks kitty, right? I mean. If, if there's one thing that the ACW did right is to keep their belts classic looking. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed like the WWE style belts better. Or WW, WCW style yeah. belts better. Especially the heavyweight. The heavyweight's my favorite. Yeah. If, you had to, if you had to pick, what was your worst designed belt? Or what belt What belt you felt had the worst design? Not that it was a bad belt, but the design of it looked like shit. The Divas belt. The Divas? I hated the Divas belt. That's mine. The ECW title? The, uh, yeah, the last uh, evolution of it. I like the original belt. I like when it, I liked... This is know, the WWE ECW. This is the WWE one. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so ECW had their original one, which it had like the, it pretty much was like the barbed wire crossing. It just had heavy, it basically looked like heavyweight champion was carved in front of it. Oh, that's cool. 
And then when it went over to WWE, WWE kind of kept that look for a little bit. But then they wanted to make it their own. They gave it, they made it look silver. Like the Divas belt. But the, I think the Divas belt had a little pink in there or some shit. Yeah, it had like a, a butterfly or something yeah. in there. I... Yeah, so I mean, if I if I had to rank the ones, I hey, maybe we should do a show on this. It would have to be the ECW one, then the Divas one. This. The worst title belts? I think we did something with title belts. I think we did uh, custom belts, like the smoking oh, skull right, belts, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, we and we did that ranking episode, and you know, I I don't know if it went, you know, went as good as you know, hot dog flavored water to our <laughs> listeners, but you know, we can always do it again for the hell of it. But yeah, <laughs> <They'll> never know. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but uh, ECW, uh, I think the ECW belt was the worst, and then found out it's probably the Divas one, and then the current tag team title belts. I just, I just don't like them. But I think I like the I, both sets of tag team belts are what almost the same, just different color strap, right? Oh, between Raw and SmackDown, yeah, yeah the belt, yeah, the the women's belts, uh, the technically the heavyweight belts and the tag team belts are the exact plates but different colors. Even the Universal belt and the WWE Heavyweight Championship belt are the same belt but just different colors. I don't like that. What I, what I find weird is that the Universal title is red for Raw, but the WWE title is still black. It's not blue. That's fine. It needs to stay black. It shouldn't be blue. Well, I know, but I think like maybe like the Universal title like shouldn't be red. White, maybe? Well, then, then you would take away from the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I hate the <laughs> white strap Intercontinental title. You hate it? I'm not a fan of the white strap. I like the I like the plate. I'm just not a fan of the white strap. I like the white strap. Yeah, it's just it's not me. It's classic. Yeah, it's it's not me. It's, it's <laughs> not. It doesn't rev my engine, you know. It doesn't rev it the doesn't, engine. Does not rev my engine. No, no, it does not, sir. But well, with the with the Kenny Omega and Jericho thing, I think I don't know if this is gonna be a one and done, or if they're gonna. Do a best out of three. Of course, the rumor mill is still saying Omega's coming to WWE, but I don't see him coming to WWE. I think the biggest problem, I don't, I don't, I think there's a possibility he could because um, I think that he could promise him, you know, a lot of good things for it. But it's kind of like when we discussed, it's when we talked about, um, well, when you asked me about the match of the league week, yeah. If I ever watched it, I, you know, I haven't, but I'm going to after you recommend it. <coughs> um, we discussed uh, we discussed wrestlers down in NXT, and right. I, I feel that a lot of the wrestlers down there, like if not a lot of them, all of them, they're in a situation where they can they're not in that push um, capability for WWE. Like, I don't see anyone down there who's going to get pushed like Seth Rollins, like Dean Ambrose, like Roman Reigns. I mean, even Samoa Joe's kind of in that lull of being be- between trying to be pushed and not really being pushed. Right. I mean, Braun Strowman's still kind of in that spot. And who knows, maybe that'll change at the Royal Rumble if he becomes victorious, but they have a bad habit of pushing people through and trying to push them, but, like, not giving them, like, the full the, push. Yeah, the full push. Yeah. So... I don't I don't know if, you know, Drew McIntyre's gonna come back from injury and he's gonna be pushed. I don't know if, you know, Alistair Black's gonna get a push, you know, I mean and at, even Adam Cole, like Man, that that Alistair Black Adam Cole match was ridiculous. You finally saw it? Yeah. Yeah, wasn't that good? Yeah. I had, I I didn't watch all of war games either, but I I did watch a lot of the highlights. Mm-hmm. Whew. Like the War Man. Games, the War Games pay per view, the War Games match. Itself. The War Games match. Okay. Yeah, it, it was a good match, but the, um, when I tried to describe the move and I couldn't really do it, you you finally saw it, like where everyone kind of like tumbled out of the corner, but yeah. Adam Cole is just sitting there. That was my favorite part of the whole match, but it, it was a good match. And those guys on NXT, I mean, like they're all great, but I don't see there being enough room for. The talent down there, unless a lot of the people in WWE shift out or somewhere else, you know, this coming year. I mean, who knows who's going to shift out? Because after WrestleMania, they usually clean house. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they'll probably do a shuffle, and they'll probably bring people... And that's when they normally bring people up from NXT, and that's more normally when people kind of get released and shit like that. But who's got to be on their release list? They already got rid of Darren Young. They got rid of the female. Uh, Emma. Oh, Summer Rae, Emma. And Summer Rae. Yeah, there's another one, too. I can't remember. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we know Big Show, I think he's coming to the end of his career this year. Um, Kane, I know he's going into his uh, mayor election this year, right. so he'll probably be done. I think, really, at that point, I think the longest, um, if I had to guess, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, there's probably someone else. But I think the the most veteran guy there at that point, who's the full-time, would probably be Randy Orton. But I feel like I'm missing somebody somewhere. I don't think so. I think it's Randy, Randy Orton, and, and Randy. Yeah, because because right now it's Kane, Big Show, right, and then Randy Orton. Because John Cena, I don't consider part of that list anymore at I, the moment. He's, a, he's, he's part-time. a part-time. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'm hoping Brock Lesnar's gone after this year. And it's not a, it's not a you know travesty hates Brock Lesnar. It's just it's time for other people who are full time to get that spotlight. Right. Oh, yeah. definitely. I mean. We, we've talked about this several times. We like Brock. Mm-hmm. But if you're not going to be there every week, we don't want to see you. Exactly. And it, it's, it's, it sucks for us to sit there and watch, you know, the Raw, the Raw's top title never be there. Right. Or there three times out of the year. And I get that, you know, there, there are people who say like, oh, well, the reason they do that is because they make it more prestigious because it's not defended every time. Yeah, but it still needs to fucking be there. I see. I liked when they defended it at least once a month. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. It makes sense at a pay per view. Yeah. Even on the even on you know Raw itself. You know, it needs to be defended. And whatever happened to that policy where you know a champion has to uh, defend their title every thirty days? Right. That only applied to Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I mean, it had to. I mean, if that fucking dude put it like every fucking week. Yeah. It's it's a it's a joke how they just sit there and like like oh Brock Lesnar's a champion. It's like yeah. But but he's not really doing much with it. And you're not making it prestigious by only allowing it to be, you know, defended, you know, every three months. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think having it defended less makes it more prestigious because let's take the U.S. title, for instance, when Cena was doing the re- weekly challenge. Yeah, that, the, the that open? put the title back on the map. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he, it, we... We talked about it. he even had some of the best matches of his career during those times, with the young and upcomers, the what, Sami Zayn, yeah, Cesaro, I think Ty, Dill- Ty Dillinger, Cesaro. But they just don't do nothing with these guys. No, no. I'm trying to figure out like when was the last time Brock Lesnar defended that title? It had to be at SummerSlam. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because Survivor Series he faced AJ, and it wasn't a, then right. That was his champion versus champion. And then so who in the SummerSlam was that 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 wasn't that Fatal Five Way was it? I think so. So we're looking at was it August September? Yeah. So almost four months since he last defended that title. That's not prestigious to me. That's that's like somebody dodging. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do that, you might as well just give it to the fucking Undertaker. We'll have him win at WrestleMania. <laughs> but I'll see you next year, maybe. <laughs> comes comes back every WrestleMania. Who's taking my title? Who wants the title? <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, all right. So, let's look at these rumors. Um, I got to rumors. You got to rumors. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you go first? All right, well. Uh, first one is what I think we kind of touched on Daniel Bryan versus Shane at SummerSlam. I think SummerSlam's too far out. I, I can see the match yeah. happening, but SummerSlam would be August. Would that be before or would that be after um, his contract being up? Right before. SummerSlam would be before the contract's yeah. up. His, his contract is up in September. That would probably be a great storyline to do. Like if he was like, you know. You know, win or fired match kind of thing, but I don't see them dragging this storyline out for eight more months. I'm thinking like a WrestleMania, maybe. Yeah, WrestleMania is closer. WrestleMania is a big, you know, platform to bring Daniel Bryan back to his first match in over 
two years, three years, whatever the fuck it was. But now I, I summer the SummerSlam angle would be awesome if they started this Kevin Owens uh, if they did that two referee match with Daniel and Shane like the following like May pay per view after WrestleMania or something like that. And gave him like three or four months there. But to drag this storyline out for eight more months, I don't think that people keep the attention to yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, already I want to know why what's going to happen with the storyline. Because originally I thought it would be Shane versus Kurt again. After, like, summer, after Survivor Series, you know what I mean? But another one was the... Royal Rumble triple threat, which is happening. That's definitely yeah. That that's that's sad. Braun Brock right versus Kane. Yeah, I, I know. I I saw an article that said that Braun Strowman had to go to the hospital because of illness or something like that. But I don't think that that's going to affect it in any way. Earl Hebner wants to come back. I see. I can see that being a possibility if they could look past what he did to cause them to get fired in the first place. Yeah, I read that. That's kind of. That's <laughs> yeah. un- unofficially licensed gear, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he was selling used, like, wrestling mats and shit like that. I mean, it wasn't like he was selling, like, you know, like the Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan WrestleMania 3, you know, wrestling mat from the wrestling ring that they actually wrestled in. I think he was just selling, like, house show wrestling mats, and I get that. But if they're going to dispose of them, just wait till they get checked in the garbage and just grab them then. But I get why Duddy did it because, you know, you don't want people to make money off of your brand unless you're making money off it too. But I think that'd be something simple enough for them to kind of look past to bring back a senior referee if he still has the ability to be that referee. Because he is getting pretty old. Now, not to veer off coast of the rumor mills that we're doing, you've watched SmackDown the past couple weeks? Yep. Tell me Rusev isn't... What what the heck happened there? All of a sudden, the whole crowd is behind Rusev. Rusev Day, man. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I I liked Rusev since the beginning. Rusev Day, man. And then Rusev Day comes along, and everybody's just. Well, there is a little rumor here about Ryback and Rusev going back and forth on the twit on the twit twit. That's a rumor, or that's just no. A, that happened. Oh, so that, and, yeah, they were um. Because, um, fuck, I, I read him. I think Rusev put something up about him uh, doing, like, lifts or something like that. And either Ryback responded saying, it's, you know, that's not a lot of weight. Or, like, Rusev put something on there. It's like, this is what, like, like um, yeah, juice-free. It says uh, Ryback left a comment ripping Rusev for too light of weight and added, fuck Rusev day. And then Rusev writes back, all natural workouts here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and, w- and one of the biggest things, I mean, like, people, you know, you know, accuse Ryback of using steroids. I mean, I could see where... I can see why they do I can see why. You know what I mean? A lot of people who get built like that, they think there's some kind of enhancement in it. Right. And we don't know if that's true or not. Right. We don't know if he got that way because, you know, he actually, you know, busts his ass and created that that you know that build for himself you know it's like we we don't know so it's not for us to really say but the thing is like you know if if you're willing to say something about somebody you need to you know be a man enough to be like okay well you know he dished it back it is what it is yeah so apparently mark cuban is is trying to back new japan pro wrestling i heard that too that's interesting. I, should, I guess I should have read this stuff before I started talking ah, about it's, it. Yeah, it's more fun this way. I mean, I did my research, but yeah, you do, you do. <laughs> Come on, Robin. I, I guess <laughs> McMahon re- referred to New Japan as little shit. I, see, I, I don't think he needs to write New Japan Pro Wrestling off like that. No. You're, it doesn't matter the language barrier or not. I'm still, I would still go watch him. I, 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 I think I see it more as a, for, for publicity or for marketing standpoints, him saying, oh, fuck New Japan. But I think deep down they have, they have, they, they have a communication I, I think there. there's, there's always been some kind of understanding between the WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. because 
like we've mentioned before, so many stars have crossed, you know, like the Tajiris and every fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hate how that shit happens. So the other rumor was the cyborg from the UFC was coming to WWE. Uh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey is pretty much. They want they want yeah. cyborg wants Rousey at WrestleMania. Yeah, something like and that. And I no, I don't think that's gonna happen. So the next one we got here is Balor not facing Lesnar due to not being over. That's a crock. How is how is Balor not over? Balor's probably one of the most over guys on Raw currently. Man, I mean, it it, ma- it makes no fucking sense. I mean, every time he goes out there, there's always like you know a pop from the crowd and a constant cheer, you know. And I mean, especially like you know, there's a huge pop for you know Balor, Gallows, and Anderson tagging together. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I want see that's I think they need to bring that back, bring in the Balor Club. I wouldn't call it the Balor Club. That's dumb. <laughs> call something else. Just call it the club. The club. Just call it the club. Yeah, or talk to New Japan and and buy the rights to Bullet Club. Yeah, they won't be able to do that. I wonder how much they. I wonder how much they like New Japan would want, like a realistic number. Like, what would I have to offer you for that trademark? It'd probably be in the millions. Yeah. Maybe I'll put that on my list of uh, <laughs> petty uh, purchases when I win the lottery. Mom, this is what I want for Christmas. <laughs> oh, 49, own 49% of Bullet Club. <laughs> but no, that, I mean, that's a crock. I mean, he's. I think he's even more over than Brock. There's no reason he shouldn't. I, I think, I mean, shit, he's, he's probably more over, the most over person without having a championship. A real championship run mm-hmm. under his belt. Yeah. And and it's ridiculous how he hasn't had a run with a title since, you know, NXT. Right. You know, I mean, he, yeah, he's a nervous champion, but that was for one day and he couldn't do anything with it because of his injury. You know, he should have had some title. Hit that U.S. title once or the IC title. You know, throw him with somebody and do a tag team, whatever. But you need to do something with him. It, it's just like... You sign one of the best independent guys. Mm-hmm. Even before you had AJ Styles, you had Balor. Yep. You NXT, he runs rough shot. Comes to, comes to Raw, wins the universe title, gets injured instantly. You're gonna Dolph Ziggler his ass. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's the same guy who dislocated his shoulder in match and put it back in the socket. And finish the match. Yep. It, it's, it's almost like, um, I can see now why, you know, there are interviews where wrestlers discuss how great Duddy is. And then there are interviews discuss how bad Duddy is. Because I think when Duddy finds a guy that they like, they stick with that guy and everyone else is kind of just like an afterthought. I'm going to skip this one because I'm not very interesting. What was it? The real reason behind the mixed tag team challenge. Oh, what was that? What was that real to, reason? To increase their Facebook like, huh. presence. Is that only being seen on like Facebook Live or some shit like that? Is it really? I don't know. That's why I'm trying to remember exactly what was so special about it. I don't know, but you got Braun Strowman tagging with, <laughs> with Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Bliss. <laughs> you know if Alexa's going to fuck that matchup for him. Right. They're not going, especially with him going into the Royal Rumble, you're not going to make him weak by getting pinned by somebody. See, these aren't, these aren't really rumors. What is that one? This one is, who catches heat with wrestling fans and a wrestler? Oh, no, fuck that. And that's the hurricane and that porno girl. There's a porno girl? Yeah, Mia Kalafi or something like that. What'd she do? What doesn't she do? Well, I mean, like, what does she do with the I I have no idea. Oh. I know she's in porn, so she has nothing to do with WWE. Well, in discussion about Ronda Rousey's future, Mia has some choice words for both Ronda and the WWE. Her quote, 
This is where her career will go to die. I have no respect for the WWE. It's not a real sport. It is embarrassing. Oh, okay. This coming from someone who takes dick for a living. Mm. All right. Yeah, we'll just go to the next one. Oh, there's our buddy. Talk about Neville being sidelined for a year. Join SmackDown Live. I, I hope so. See, see, I would love, I would love for Neville to come to SmackDown Live. Yeah, I think, and again, I think SmackDown Live is still kind of not pushing the right people. We we talked about that earlier with throwing Nakamura and with Orton. Yep. And, yeah. See, I still see that as like not having anything for him and trying to make him relevant. Right. But it goes back to like how they you just have too many guys who are capable of going for a title, you know, and and like even right now, like, do we even know if the WWE title is going to be defended at the Royal Rumble? We just know about the Universal. No, it's going to be defended. It's it's. Uh, I don't know how it works, but it's going to be AJ versus Kevin and Sammy. In a handicap title match. Who made that? Dana Bryan? Was that on SmackDown this past week? Yeah. Maybe I didn't see SmackDown this past week. I'll double check. I mean, I, I don't understand how that works. Because if it's a handicap match, it's a team versus a person. Maybe it'll be like a um, like the, the Freebirds world, uh, rule. They can both defend the title. Oh, Jesus. Why not? That he's doing everything now. Fucking NXL, like XFL, might come back. So I mean, yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, but I don't know. Like who knows? Maybe never go over to SmackDown. They'll uh, bring back the uh, light heavyweight championship. Vince was excited for two hundred five live. I'm sure he was excited for it. And then not so excited. Yep, he was excited for XFL coming back. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I saw that he's uh, starting up this uh, media company. Did you see that? Oh yeah, because he took a bunch of money out. Yeah, but apparently from what it is, it's going to be completely separated from WWE. Like, it has nothing to do with WWE whatsoever. So what's he trying? I mean, he's already got the... Just wants to do another business. Do like an entertainment business. Like, from from what I know, I didn't look much into it. I heard it on a couple other podcasts. Cause I do listen to other wrestling podcasts and shit to kind of just like you know see how they do things. Like Edge and Christian, good podcast. I feel like that'd be a good podcast. It's very goofy, but when you get past the goofiness and go to get to the interviews that they do, it's actually pretty cool. Nice. Uh, we've talked about this one before. Triple H and Strowman at WrestleMania. Nobody wants to see that. No. And I hope to God they don't do that. Oh, what's your last one here? Reacted positively to Jericho joining Japan. Of course he did. It's money. Jer- Jericho, no matter what, is going to be brought back to WWE, WCW. That's how he's always going to be intertwined. Oh, yeah. So if, you, if someone sees him for the first time somewhere else, they're going to look him up and they're going to go watch everything that the WWE has on Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Which they should. I don't think there's anywhere that do, that doesn't know about that yet. They may not know about Chris Jericho, though. I think everyone knows about Chris Jericho. Lead singer of Fozzie? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what do you got? <laughs> Alright, so... Royal Rumble's coming up on the 28th. Yes, sir. We got the first ever women's uh, Royal Rumble match. And it's been confirmed on Raw by Kurt Angle that the same rules apply. So we are getting yep. 30 women. Over the top rope. Over the top rope. And then every, um, I think it's two minutes or whatever the hell it is, a new, a new woman enters. So we do know at least 30 women are going to be in this Royal Rumble. Right. So what we got here is we have a list of 10 rumored returns with five possible debuts. Um, not really much to discuss, kind of like a, yeah, I can see that, or no, I don't see that. Even Marie returning. Do you see it or not? Even Marie, was she the, she was the redhead, right? Yeah. No. All red everything. No. No? Yeah, neither do I. Not as a wrestler. I hope not at all. 
I I think she could probably be a valet, but she could not be a wrestler. Yeah. For some reason, this picture of her does not look like her. That looks like that uh, that porn chick we were just talking about. Maybe it is. I don't know. If, I mean, if she does come back, um, I don't know what use to use for her. Like, being a manager, not being a man, I don't. I don't know. She's, she's not for me. This next one is, like, uh, one of my favorites, and that's Caitlyn. I don't, I don't think I remember Caitlyn. Caitlyn was the, she was kind of like the bodybuilder, blonde hair, who had, like, kind of like that feud with AJ. AJ and uh, Big E made fun of her a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but obviously when you look at the pictures, she's a little bit different now. Not so much blonde hair. Yeah. And she's more toned than she is, like, bulked up. But I, I always liked her, and I'm not sure exactly what it was about her that I liked. Um, But she was one of those, like, kind of powerhouses. She was a bodybuilder and everything. Kind of like Dana Brooks, <laughs> but talent. <laughs> so, I... <laughs> <laughs> So I hope she. I hope that if she does come back, she comes back not only for the uh, Royal Rumble, but comes back to be on like TV. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, the iconic duo. This is our first debut for the Royal Rumble, and uh, these are the NXT girls. Um, yep. Can't remember their names now, and I don't remember their names either. But they are pretty. Uh... They're yeah. pretty good. I've watched them in a couple of matches, and Peyton Royce is one. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the the one who stands out, you know, especially since she's the only one that's name. That's a goofy thing, dude. If you're gonna sit here and talk about a group, how do you not name them in the in the paragraph? <laughs> that's what I don't get. It's like sitting there, like, oh no, they're not known by this and this. They're known by this. It's like, right. come on. But yeah, Peyton Royce, which. No offense to the other one is the more well known. Right. So it'd be cool to see. Uh Peyton I think is ready to come up. I'm not too sure about the other one. Molina coming back, which from hearing rumor that, you know, she burned her bridges with WDE because of her backstage shenanigans and stuff. This is kinda of surprising to me. Um, I haven't seen her like I haven't re- I haven't really seen much of her or looked into her so much since um, she made her one and done appearance at Lucha Underground. Yeah, it was the last time I seen her too. Yeah, and she looked in good shape. I mean, yeah. she looked good. I mean, it's just <laughs> this looks like a terrible picture. This looks like a horrible picture, and I don't know what that title belt is, but I think it's made out of, I'm assuming, hard rubber and stencil. <laughs> I mean, the top of the belt's curling up for right. God's sakes, but. If she came back, I think that'd be one and done, but I think that'd be kind of cool to see. Especially, like, getting yeah. that entrance. Michelle McCool is probably the one that, like, is more, is, is the best possibility, but more talked about because of uh, her little Twitter feud with Charlotte after Charlotte called her out. I don't really know anything about that. Yeah, I, I think... I'm not a tweeter. Yeah, I, I think, I know, obviously, I think they did just as, like, a goof to kind of, like, mess with each other. But I know Charlotte like mentioned Michelle, um, or Michelle mentioned about like she would love to get back and get in the ring and everything. And Charlotte like kind of said, you know, don't worry about doing that or some shit. But I know Michelle has uh, went on record saying that she would love to come back. I don't know in what um, capacity if it's gonna be, you know, like give me a full time contract or I'll wrestle here and there from time to time. But I don't really have a problem with. <laughs> I'm gonna her. come back for WrestleMania and WrestleMania alone. Right, she's gonna be the next undefeated streak. <laughs> um, I'd never had really a problem with her entering ability. Um, I didn't like her tag team with um. Oh, who's the girl? Layla. Layla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost said Lana, but that's not obviously like not cool it. or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, like cool. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. I think it was uh, the whole like bullying gimmick that kind of like steered me away from it because it wasn't. It wasn't, like, a kind of bullying that, like, made you angry. It was just too, like, cringe to watch. So, okay, this is kind of... It's kind of, it's kind of like that Alexa, uh, this is your yeah, life thing. Yeah, it, yeah. it was just... It, it, you kind of, like, 
Ugh, kind of looked at it. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> uh, debut of Nikki Cross, which I think Nikki is one of the few who is ready to come up from NXT. You think she's going to come out with without insanity? I, I don't... I, I, sanity? I see them coming up, but I don't see them coming up together. I think if Sandy comes up, I think they'll come up without Nikki Cross. Because I don't see WWE being big on stables, like mixed stables. I think they want... I think as much as they see women as WWE superstars now, I think they want to keep them separate as women superstars and men superstars. Like, they're all equals, but they're equal in separate, like, areas. Except, for, I mean, I get this whole mixed tag thing. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, you know, this kind of disproves your theory. But that's like a gimmick thing that they're doing. I I just think I, I don't yeah I don't see them like really sticking together. It's kind of like with um, Blake and Murphy and Alexa Bliss. Like they were together bat down in NXT, but when they came up, like Blake and Murphy was still here, but Alexa Bliss came up to her own separate thing. So I don't think they'll all come up together. I think they'll all come up together, but not together as a group. I think um, I think it'd be best if uh, Cross went to SmackDown. Since they're lighter on the diva, or I'm sorry, not divas, women champions, <laughs> or women wrestlers, um, on that side, and then putting uh, Sanity in Raw because they're kind of weaker on the tag team side. Hey, Raw's ta- weaker on the tag team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Well, I mean, look at SmackDown. You got the Usos. You got mm-hmm. the New Day. Mm-hmm. You have um, the Bludgeon Brothers. The Bludgeon Brothers. You have Rusev and. Um, that one guy, I can't remember his name. Adrian. Arian. Aiden. Aiden. Aiden English. So you got that. Um, yeah, actually. I, I think I'm actually coming around to Aiden English. If I, I, beyond the scene bullshit. Rusev Day, man. Uh, Come on. It's fucking Rusev Day. Uh, Chad Gable and Sean Benjamin. And then when you look at Raw, you have Seamus and Cesaro. And then you have uh, fucking the tag team champions, Seth Rollins and Kurt Jr. <laughs> and you got the revival, but... They just came back. Yeah. Rhino and Heath Slater. That's a joke. I mean, do got... I, th- I think I think uh, Gallows and Anderson would be better on SmackDown. Now that I think about it, I think they may kind of flourish better over there in the tag team division. There's just not a lot in Raw. There's no, there's no pure teams. It's everyone thrown together. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you got Gallows and Anderson, who was a tag team. That's fine. But that's the only one. Revival. That's fine. Those two are the only ones that are kind of like through. Everyone else is kind of like, hey, let's throw it together and see if it works. Hmm. Um, but no, I think Nikki Cross would be great for, I guess, either, excuse me, either uh, show. Tori Wilson. I don't know if you've seen pictures of Tori Wilson lately, but my God, is she hot. I mean... She's always been hot. Yeah. Now she's like more like, I don't know if she's more hot or less hot now. You'd have to look. Geo, look into that. Let me know if you feel <laughs> she's more hot or less hot. But, no, I mean, I, I think after she left, she, I know she stayed within fitness. So I don't know if she's going to be like a fitness instructor, a fitness model, or nutritionist. But, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing her come back. I wouldn't mind seeing her come back because of how hot she is. <laughs> but I think if it came down to... the So the Royal Rumble, I mean, they have 30 women, yes, but that kind of constricts you on the possibility of who you can bring in and who you can't. Right. You can't bring in everybody. No. And the way we know it now, there is at least um, 10 to 11 girls from the main roster who could at least make the Royal Rumble. Right. That means it gives you 21 or 19 free spots. So when you look at the NXT girls, which we kind of saw a few of them now, and there's a couple more on this list, it kind of limits you on who you can bring back. And as we see on some of these and everything, like one person I would love to see is Gail Kim. See, that would, that would completely shock me because they completely dropped the ball with her the last time she was there. Yeah, but I think she's getting towards the end of her career where I think maybe she could look by, uh, look past that to be part of history. Like, I don't see her come back, like, full-time with the WWE. But I can definitely, definitely see them like, hey, listen, I know we had our problems in the past because of this and this and booking and all this stuff, and we didn't agree with it. But do you want to be part of the first-ever Women's Royal Rumble match 
you know, just a one-day contract, one and done, you get paid and you go. I I can see that being a good thing for her. I mean, I know she did retire from Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I know they did put her in their Hall of Fame. Yeah. Rosemary. Wow, that'd be cool. All right. I haven't really looked into her since the whole um, sexy star thing, but she back yet? I haven't seen her on Impact, but I also deleted a lot of my Impact before watching it. Gotcha. New Year's, so I started off with a new... Yeah. Rosemary, I would love to see. I, I think that... I think... I like her character. I like the, I like the cynical characters and shit. And, you know, speaking of which, now... um, Crazy Steve, what happened to him? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't heard hide or hair about him. Huh. Now I'm going to so have to look weird. him up. Yeah, we'll have to find that now. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, Victoria returning? Mm-hmm. She's always good, but she's she got to be pretty freaking old. Yeah, she's got to be close to not. Um... I, I will give her this, though. I've met her. Super cool. Does she? Super cool. When did you meet her? I met her at Comic-Con. Is that is that pre-JFW or post-JFW? That was pre-JFW. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, you didn't throw, <laughs> no, no, you didn't was, throw down no card. I, I would have been like, no, 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 no. Like, this just came oh, so hard. <laughs> it was great meeting you. Oh, bam. There you go. But I don't know. I I think she would be very important for the Royal Rumble. She was an impact in wrestling. I, I can see her being a future uh, WWE Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. So I, I definitely see her as being, like, one who's at least offered it. And it'll be up to her if she wants to be part of it or not. The Bellas, I, that's pretty obvious to me. Yeah, I've, I've heard... This all over the place. Yeah, I mean that's, I yeah that's, that's gonna happen no matter what that's gonna happen. Uh, Ember Moon. I don't see her coming up just yet. I see her coming up for the Royal Rumble, but not being moved up, but being yeah. part being part of uh, the Royal Rumble. With I mean, it's, and it's not so much like you know what she established in, in WWE yet because she I mean she did establish a lot. She's a great right. competitor. She's the NXT uh, Women's Champion. But I think to put her wrestling ability into that ring with other wrestlers, I think they'll do that. And I think a lot of these uh, WWE women's wrestlers that are going to come up from NXT to do the Royal Rumble, I don't think there's so much going to be that's their promotion moment. Because um, uh, who was it that um, was in it last year? The Perfect Ten. He was in the Royal Rumble last year. He was the only NXT wrestler, Ty Dillinger. Yeah. Uh, and the the only NXT wrestler in the Royal Rumble last year. Um, he didn't come up until the summer, after, but he still like was in there. And I think they kind of use that as like a a test run, for like what kind of pop they get. But I can see her being in it, but I don't see it being her push yet. Because I, I, I mean, I want to see if she's in it. I want to see what kind of pop she gets because. She's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I like her. Uh, Lita. I see. I could see that happening. She's still in really good graces with WWE. Yeah, I mean, she does some of the pre-shows from the pay-per-views and stuff like that. She so. Didn't she uh, announce for the whole Mae Young tournament? I think she was a commentator for that. Commentator, that's right. Who else did that with her? I don't know. Was it Daniel Bryan? Am I, no. I don't know. But yeah, I, I see Leah doing it. I mean, she's still part of WWE and stuff like that. Uh, Trish Stratus was another one that was being talked about. She was actually one uh, being discussed to come back as a full-time wrestler, kind of like Mickey James. Yeah. So, I can see her doing it too. And uh, our last one, which I believe is a debut, is Ronda Rousey. I just, see, I don't know how I should feel about Ronda Rousey coming in. No. The answer is no. The answer is no. If she wants, if she wants to pursue WWE, that's fine. You'll start an NXT, but not in the WWE Royal Rumble. I do not think that she deserves to take a spot in the WWE Women's Royal Rumble, the first ever one, from somebody else who was a legend, a Hall of Famer, an NXT. Oh yeah, okay, I can like, agree with that. Yeah, I mean, like if if they come down to it, and they have twenty nine people, and nobody else wants to be part of it, or no one else has the ability to be part of it, then fine, give it to Ronda Rousey. But for the love of God, do not give it to her over somebody else. 
You know, I'd rather see, you know, fucking, and that was one that wasn't on this list that I thought was weird was Awesome Kong. Or oh, uh, Karma. Karma. Yeah. You know, but they better offer her, you know, a position in the Royal Rumble before Ronda Rousey. I mean, there's tons of, I, yeah, if she doesn't. If she starts off right on the main roster, that's just gonna be a slap in the face. The rest of the it'll members. be insulting as fuck. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's she needs to be trained for WWE, right? You know, she's not a Kurt Angle, and mm-hmm. she's not a Brock Lesnar. But even Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle, they started in the in you know those small like FCW or or OVW, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it was. You know, put her in NXT. You know, she could be the one who, you know, wins the title for Member Moon for all I care. You know, if they're waiting for Ember Moon to drop the title to someone who could carry the title before she comes up, fine. Put Rossi down there, let her train for nine months, where that's the how she does in the ring, and then throw her in that feud. I and mean, you can't, you can't just build, you can't build a character based upon a reputation she's already had. You know what I mean? She she doesn't have any in-ring, ex- any wrestling in-ring experience other than hip-tossing. Yeah, but see, there, and I have to go back to that guy. What the fuck is like? Oh, yeah. Matt Riddle was the guy I was trying to think of earlier. Okay. Probably he is one of the most wanted to be seen guys in WWE. He, I mean, he's up there with you know Kenny Omega, and um, I can't remember the uh, the Samoan tag team is um, is on the Indies right now. That's not the War Machine, is it? No, the War Machines want to be in there too. Yeah. But there was a, uh, a wrestling gorilla that I think there's a tag team. I think it's part of that whole like Rock Simone family group. I can't remember their name for the life of me. Gio, if you remember, let me know. <laughs> but yeah, so Matt Riddle is one of those guys that 30E um, should take a chance with. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are, those are the predicted or rumored, uh, returns and debuts, um, for the women's, yeah, for the women's, uh, Royal Rumble match. And in a couple of weeks here, when we get closer, we'll start talking about the actual, like, participants and people are going into it. Um, why don't we dive into, uh, your match of the week? Well, the match of the week after this week, I thought was going to be Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Yeah. But I happened to be working as a CSR the other night and watching WWE Network, and I came across Pete Dunne versus Tyler Patch for the UK Championship. The WWE UK Championship, not the NXT, which we... That's how it's labeled. It's not NXT. Remember how we were, we were questioning why it was on that Yeah, the different bar? It's, it's the WWE, not the NXT. See, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, so why are they on NXT? Exactly, and that's why it's dumb. It's not dumb because of the way they named it, but it's dumb is like, if it's a WWE title, why is it only being shown on NXT? Right. I mean, this match is... You know, we I've gone back and forth. I've told you I don't know how many times about Pete Dunne and I've, how much I like Pete Dunne. Mm-hmm. But the match is 23 minutes long. Um, you're not going to realize it's 23 minutes long. Pete it's, Dunne versus Tyler Bate. Now, I, I know they've Tyler had... Tyler Bate, sorry. So, I know they had a couple matches. I think this one... So, this is one from December? Uh, this is... Yeah, this is one from recent. Um, So, Tyler Bate is only 20 years old. He was... Uh, he, he, he was the... He was the inaugural. The inaugural. Yeah, the winner of the 19. tournament. Okay. And I think Dunne took it away from him. I'm, I'm not too sure, so I'm not gonna comment on that. No, I yeah, I know I get what you're saying. Um, but no, I think you're right. I think uh, Bates won and Pete Dunn won it from him. Right. Um, this is I think this is the second match they had, and I remember a lot of people talking about how great this match was. I heard the first one was just as good. I haven't seen either of them yet. Um, I don't watch a lot of like Wednesday night NXT as much as I should. And I see the highlights on YouTube when they do that stuff. Um, but. I heard how great these matches were, and this, these were matches I wanted to go back and watch. So this is uh, from the uh, December 20th uh, yeah, NXT. I, bl- I believe it's episode 426. Um, not Netflix. Yeah, it could be on Netflix. If it was, <laughs> if it was, then he's doing something right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, oh man, the, the brutality from these English guys is just yeah. ridiculous. And Dunn, every time I see Dunn, I just think of... 
William Regal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 William Regal was so like the most underrated yeah. brawler ever, and he was kind of like he was kind of goofy, like with his like uh, proper like you know Englishman kind of right. like gimmick. But when the bell ring and everything, he turned into like that back alley fucking brawler that you know you'll see in those old you know English movies where people are like surrounded by like a circle of guys, you know, cheering on and throwing money into, you know, the circle as, you know, two dudes just beating the shit out of each other until one can't get up. Right. I mean, and even if you watch Pete Dunne, you can tell that he is probably um, heavily influenced. Because he does a little behind the arm, behind the back thing mm-hmm. when he just stands around by William Regal. Yeah. Uh, okay. These guys are obviously not in the super heavyweight or the heavyweight category. They're ob- that I believe Dunn's only one hundred ninety nine pounds. Or they these are, these guys will end up in two hundred five live if they which, get moved up, which sucks because I think they're actually I wouldn't mind it to see these guys going to two hundred five live. Team up with Gallagher and make like a British invasion uh, stable. I think they can make it work. You know I'm right. Or you're just not part of the show anymore here. I mean, I'm just. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see all these guys on 205 Live. I want, they need to be. They can still be on Raw, but I mean, give them the platform to be a mainstay on 205 Live. There's not enough room on Raw and SmackDown for everybody. I guess so, but I, I just see as like two hundred five live is the shelf. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <sighs> Unfortunately, that's exactly what it is. But it's either you give them an, you give them a fucking network show, or they don't have a show at all because there's not enough room for. What, how many of those guys do you think would actually have matches on Raw if they were main Raw guys? Every single match they do would be a fatal four way or a triple threat every single week. Just get enough, you know. You know, you know, airtime for him. I mean, I guess that's true. Uh, that's where, I mean, when the X Division ran into problems like that to where they had to do nothing but yeah. fatal four ways and triple threats. and Yeah, and as soon as soon it just went down to where there's, there really is no X Division anymore. Right. You know, it's just, there's no separate divisions. But, you know, they it, what they need to do is they need to get more aggressive and more personalities out of 205 Live to make it wa- to make it more watchable. Right. I mean, yeah, they got these characters and everything, but there's nothing exciting going on on 205 Live. There's no great storylines going on 205 Live like there is on SmackDown Raw. I mean, the only exciting storylines I've seen on 205 Live is somebody, you know, two guys are fighting over Alicia Fox or Enzo Amore was creating the Zoe train. It's like they don't, they don't have like, you know, they need... They need the Asian or the uh, British invasion um, kind of gimmick. I think that'd be great. And they just run through everyone with their powerhouse, you know, powerhouse cruiserweight uh, yeah. capabilities. Just run through, create, uh, you know, create chaos, you know, on it. And if that don't work, then fuck it. Move them over to the fucking up and coming brand new ECW show. <laughs> they need to bring back ECW. They they do, but they need to be. They need to bring it back as. Close to the original ECW as possible. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Absolutely. Um. All right. Did you find out which NXT episode that was? Uh, four twenty six. It doesn't say here. It's okay. I think it's four twenty six. Yeah. Yeah, four twenty six. Yep. So that'll be posted up on the uh, when when the uh, when that be posted up on Monday. Monday. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love this uh, scheduling my post thing. Isn't it nice? It's so nice. It's so convenient. So but yeah, uh, we do schedule our posts on our Facebook, which you can find uh, anything that we post about on there just by searching the JFW podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram, which we kind of got away from, but we're going to try to get back more to that into uh, the 2018. Um, hopefully, we get into more indie shows because I haven't been to one since uh, like September. I haven't been to one since October. Yeah. Yeah, the last one I went to was Powerhouse. And I think the last one you went to was uh, SCW. 
So we gotta get in touch with them, see how they're doing. But yeah, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching the JFW Podcast or Just Freaking Wrestling, either or. And uh, if you guys uh, have friends out there who are uh, fans of wrestling and want to hear us bullshit about wrestling, <laughs> let them know that they could find us on Google Play, Podbean, and iTunes. Yeah, I mean, it's super easy. You hit the play music button, search podcast. I did it, and I subscribed to us. Right? Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, it's it's so simple. A Dizzle J could do it. Right. So simple. So simple. Um, shit, you got anything else? I think it's time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect. Okay, as always, I am Travis Dean. I'm Dizzle J. And thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. Peace.